Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Last year, I rode the most kilometres I've ridden in more than a decade, and a fair portion of it was on Zwift. Mainly because it's fun, the bonus was I got fitter in the process. Zwift had me riding with friends from all over the world on courses all over the world. It also got my competitive spirit going, so I made the most of the structured workouts in an effort to get the better of my mates on our weekly meetups. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start this rest day podcast, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm pretty good. I... Pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Can I, can I just... <laughs> Pump my chest a little bit. Go on, go on. I just, just a little <laughs> bit. Now, I'm going to pump yours a bit later too, by the way. <laughs> um, I don't claim to know everything about this media game, but one thing I've always thought about the Tour de France is when the chips are down, as a, as a, as a media outlet and, yeah. and an Australian one, when the chips are down, never fear because something always happens at the Tour yeah. de France. To give a bit of perspective on what you just said is... Yeah. It have to be said that once Pogacar alienated the whole group, the, everybody else, we thought, ah, it's probably Where's not, the narrative? Yeah, where's, where's the, the narrative? Where's yeah. the story? This is going to be hard to follow as someone that is hammering the race for the next two weeks. How do we tell the story? And boom. Boom. And you know what's <laughs> even better? Not necessarily it has to be an Australian. Yeah. You need to but on this occasion, <laughs> let's just soak it up, Boom, boom, we? boom. <laughs> Stage win and second on GC. Who would have thought we would be sitting here on my couch on the rest day one of this Tour de France and having an Aussie in the second place of the Tour de France, let alone, and no disrespect, Ben O'Connor. Are you warm and fuzzy? Uh, yeah, I, I, I really Do struggle to sleep. Do you want to have a hug? <laughs> Should we have champagne? It's like 10 o'clock in yeah. the morning. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, what a phenomenal ride. Honestly, wow. let's go back to the stage. Uh, the stage was brutal, gritty. The weather was even worse than the day before. Yeah. It's not the Alps that we were expecting. We no. were expecting sunshine, heat, hot, yeah. hot, good vista. This is what we've been used to in, in the last few years. Although two years ago, the Alps were not uh, the best. I'm not going to go back to the Alaphilippe and the mudslide. But yesterday was a horrible, horrible day. That bad so that Mathieu van der Poel was going to leave the Tour de France on rest day, dressed up, got on his bike, went to the start line, and went, ah, I'm D not starting. Did an interview. Did an interview, and then left. <laughs> you know what? Credit to him. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. He, and, and I know some of you, if you're sort of newbies to the sport, and when I say sort of, you know, the last few years, and you, you sort of go, why is he pulling out? That's a bit disrespectful. It's, yeah, can he not wait until the rest day, yeah, for example? It's, it's not in his best interest. And I know it sounds crazy. And I said to you, when you look at it as an outsider to the sport, you're saying, hang on, a guy's pulling out of the biggest Race in event in his sport in the world yeah. to tr prepare for another one. You know, it should be the other way around. You pull out of a smaller event and then yeah. prep. But it's just how our sport works. He was never going to finish. And it would have been, it actually would have been silly for him to race through the mountains, he was never going to yeah. do anything on that And he stage. was always going to be too much energy, too yeah. much effort for no results in the end. Yeah, for nothing, just to, just to be, um, show a bit of respect. Yeah. And kudos to him, he actually turned up and did a full interview 
with yeah. with the host broadcaster and they explained why he was yeah. leaving and that was always the plan so yeah. kudos to him absolutely. yeah that yeah that was class actually but um, it was so bad that he decided not to go and he was a smart <laughs> man he's he's a smart man but but who would have thought a sand groper yeah from the from the beautiful <laughs> sunshine state would have just reveled in those conditions like absolutely he just tore it up yeah absolutely was, and and can i just say like to put it into context he was with two Colombian climbers. Which live in the mountains. Yeah, live at high altitude. We went into high altitude. It finished over 2,000 metres. Nardo Quintana, Sergio Iguita. They actually left him on the descent. It was a pretty of a crazy descent of the penultimate climb. Yeah. He put six minutes, 38 seconds into Nardo Quintana. Yeah. 6.38. And, 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 if you look at how the stage... The, the stage evolved yeah at some point he was 40 seconds behind them at the back of the descent yes yes so he did this in all the last in the climb. climb all, all in, in the climb <laughs> sergio Iguita, listen to this 12:54. it's unreal. in one climb yeah. when and we're talking was, climbers there was only one man that day yesterday that was matching ben o'connor and that was the pog Pogacar. yeah that was the only man that probably surpassed him in the last climb yeah, guy, he, he, he took time. He, he took yeah. time on Ben O'Connor, but this is it. And I reckon when you wake up in the morning, the next day of a performance like this, he's still buzzing, Ben O'Connor. Oh, this, this is... Time. And I, I just And saw... he's buzzing from his phone, just going... Hey, yeah, 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 <laughs> we haven't left him alone. Um, did you see the... Uh, there was a tiny little clip I just saw this morning on Valon inside the AG2R yes, car. Yes, yes, yes. And, and both of them. So the SBS Cycling yeah. Central as well. Yeah, so uh, get on there and have a look, peeps. It's and just actually, the it's, passion. It's quite funny because they're struggling to know if they need to speak to him in French <laughs> or in English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Allez, uh, come on. Uh, come allez, on. Uh, come uh, enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy the moment. <laughs> this is your day. C'est fantastique. <laughs> it's actually lovely to see. It is, it is. They're, like, they're trying to be respectful. Yeah. They're trying to be like, oh, God, he's, uh, we, we, let's just speak to English yeah. in him. Hang on, how do we say this? Uh, <laughs> They should, they should have had you on the line <laughs> translations uh, but that was nice uh, it if, was, you, if you haven't seen it go and watch it it's and you know what's you know what's cool what's really awesome about it and i think this is respect to the industry if you like and all of the teams or, or the majority of them they had a they had a rider on their squad who yeah. was the darling of france roman Bardet. yeah that was his that was the only team he'd been at since he turned pro and he was their their, their pin-up boy he left on good terms. It was all, all good. Now an Australian who they're really only just getting to know. Yeah. He's just signed a three-year contract with him last month. And how smart was this? They, they basically, let's go back to the story. Ben O'Connor was left without a contract. Yeah, with Quebec. Yeah, at the end of his time with Quebec, DI Data or yeah, whatever yeah. the name was at the time. But uh, he was left without a contract. They picked him up. Probably on a bargain. Yeah, I would honest. have been a total bargain. They gave him one year yep. to prove himself. But they probably saw some something in any. I mean, at the end of the day, he won a stage at the Giro. Yeah. So he, he's not like, you know what it is winning a well, stage. Well, he was second on the previous stage yep. in the mountains and then went bang. And won the stage. The, ne the very next day. In, yeah. in the Giro. So they knew wh what they had in the hand. And mm. before this Tour de France, maybe they saw how good he was, how, how, how good he was feeling, what he could do. But it smartly signed him, him again for another three years. Yeah. They've got banks for their money here. And they've just suddenly found a new hero. Yeah. He's not French, but 
you know, the way... But he's the Aussie, way, it's all right. He's Aussie, it's all right. He's Aussie. Okay. Well, it could it's, be worse. It could it's, be worse. It's, <laughs> but it's great though, isn't it? And it'll be great for the, the sponsors of the team. Yes, yeah. they want a Frenchman, you know, a French team or, or an Australian team or whatever. But this opens up a new market for them. But th th um, that team as well completely reinventing themselves. They mm. got Greg Van Avermaet. They went a lot more toward the classics and less just 100% into the mountains. But yeah. I'm going to bang about it, but... Ben O'Connor, my man, go for the Polkado jersey. You have no idea how massive you would be in France if you get the Polkado jersey. And you, I think AG2R, they know that. You're, you're um, what do you call it? Nostradamus. Are you? Are you no, calling it yet? Uh, no. Get on Cycling Central, <laughs> peeps, because there's a clip by Christoph banging on. No one, I don't think, I think you're in the studio on your own. No one, no one was even interested in <laughs> it. I had to switch on the camera. I've got to say this to the world. <laughs> yeah, <and> press record. <laughs> it was, it was filmed before yeah. O'Connor won the stage and watch it. Say no more. Just get on, find it, but watch imagine, it. Imagine like you, I think we have no idea here in Australia how big it would be mm. for a French team. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. And, and I think AG, and I know AG2R knows that. Yeah. And they probably look at it this way going, this could be a good target also for him. Right, yeah, uh, absolutely. Unless he, uh, unless he really targets a podium. Well, right now he's got a three-minute buffer. Yeah. And he's through the Alps and he's obviously climbing well. So he's got Mont Ventoux two and then the Pyrenees. But the point is, I don't think, and I actually I'm sure that in Australia we don't breed many climbers. We don't breed necessarily a lot of young riders that are extremely good in the mountains. Mainly because we probably haven't got that volume of mountains that are at disposal for, for riders to just go and train on them. But Ben O'Connor is hot in the mountains. Oh. He's quite good. Like, honestly. Now, this is... This is what, it's what, a different style of cycling a la Australian. Yeah. Well, what, what's interesting about this moving forward is that overnight he took... He went in the break. He was down, remember, eight minutes. Yep. So they gave him some leeway, but then it was too late. And the terrible conditions, he thrived in them. The other GC guys floundered. They're not going to let him go now because, oh, yeah. he's, because mm -hmm. he's the next best. So now he's, a, he's, a, he's got a target on his back for the rest of the GC It's going to be hard for him to do back-to-back. -back. Yeah, but so I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, now, we'll, now we'll see what he's really worth yeah. and what he's really made of. We know he's made of toughness. Yeah. But now we'll see physically how he'll stand up because this race is frenetic. You know, and, and we've, we talked about it the last couple of days and our producer, Kath Will, and she was, she was a bit uh, down when Pogacar, you know, excelled and took so much time because she, she says, oh, the race is over or it's, you know. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference here, in my opinion. You know, when Sky were winning, we called them the Skybots yeah. or, the, or the public did. We got sick of that tempo setting on the front and... You know, dare I bring up the other man? Yeah, <laughs> Armstrong. The man, the man that we cannot name. Or we, we cannot name. name. <laughs> but you know who we're talking about. Discovery Channel. Yeah, <laughs> years on the front, riding tempo. It become a little bit boring, um, and repetitive. But here, UAE are not that sort of team. Exactly. And I the racing is just. We talked dynamic. about it. You and I yesterday watching the the race. Sky was locking the race, mm. riding tempo. No one gets out, and this is how it's going to be for the next in this situation for the next fourteen days. Yeah, but. Either UAE has, is not strong enough or doesn't just ride this way, but it's not going to lock in the race. So we will no. see maybe riders that are lower down in the, the, the general classification having a go. 
Yeah. Train. Seven minutes up the road. It's, it's, We're going to see this dynamic. Yeah. It's about to be a dynamic. It's about to be an explosive rest of the of the Tour de France. I think this is almost guaranteed. This is going to be entertainment galore on two wheels. Yeah. And let's just, seeing though you've been banging on about it, I'll I'll give you some airtime on it. Yeah. The polka dot jersey now, this, this race is alive more than it's probably yeah. been in years. Absolutely. Because Quintana overnight took the points. Took the lead, I should say. So he sits on 50. Michael Woods, who was also in the break the last two days, he sits on 42. Wout Poles, who had the jersey, is now down on 39. And then the big one that you're interested in, Ben O'Connor, sits at 24. So he's only so got... So he's fourth, he's on, fourth. The, on the classification I mean, that's for the, the highest Pilots. an Australian's probably ever been in it. Quite for a long time, anyway. No, uh, Cadet Evans won oh, it. Kedel. So Cadet Evans were, uh, did lead that competition. Right. But he's never won it in Paris. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and the other the other little stat I think that's just worth mentioning, uh, which puts this victory by Ben O'Connor in context. There's been, in my memory, in my knowledge, of the 100. And how many years are we? 110. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um, there's been 108, one 108. 108. One mountain top victory by an Australian. Yeah, before him, before Ben O'Connor. Yeah, before him. And it was Simon Gerrans in 2008. It was his first Tour de France stage win. He was riding for Credit Agricole. And they finished the top Prato Nervoso, uh, which incidentally is where the women rode to yep. the top of um, mm-hmm. in the Giro Rosa just uh, a couple of days ago. So he's the second ever only Australian. I said that back to front, didn't I? Uh, to, um, <laughs> to, yes. to win atop a mountain. Yeah, Mick Rogers once won a mountain stage. But it wasn't a mountain top finish. Yeah, that's right. He, and that was into Bagnères de Bagnères de Luchon. Bagnères de Luchon. Yeah, yeah. There's been a couple like yeah. that, um, but mountain top finish. Yeah, yeah. Only in 108 two. years. Yeah. This is why, like, I don't know if I'm expressing well enough. Maybe I'm in my broken English. No, no, it's good. This is huge. Yeah, it is. And huge. we 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 can be excited. Yeah. If this evolves the way I hope it will evolve. Do you know what? Let's listen from Ben O'Connor and then we'll catch back on this discussion straight after. This is Ben O'Connor straight after. Yes, his stage win. In your wildest dreams growing up in Australia, did you ever believe that you could win a, a stage of the Tour de France in the Alps? I mean, it was always the dream. And uh, yeah, I mean, just to be here in the first place is already the first dream. And to achieve this today is, uh, I think, is a testament to everyone who's put faith in me over the years. My uh, my fiance, my parents, my, my best mates back in Australia, my friends in in Andorra, my friends in Girona, it's been it's been a wild ride and uh, I just yeah, it's mind blowing. You want to stay on the on the Giro? This is a, a another step, an even bigger step. Yeah, I mean it's uh, as I said, it's what you dream of and it's uh, it's so fulfilling and there's so much joy and uh, I've managed to control myself now <laughs> compared to when I crossed the line, but uh, I'm just loving every single moment and I'm so happy for Asher Desert Citroen. They've had so much faith in me this, this year and it's just been so clear how much happiness uh, it's, uh, it's brought to me, the team, and now also a win. So, uh, yeah, it's special. Take us through the stage because it was pretty crazy out there. You, you, you had to fight your way into the breakaway group. Then there was the battle with the Colombians and eventually you took off 
uh, going up to team. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I actually wasn't really meant to, I said to you this morning, I wasn't meant to be in the break, uh, but there was a big group and I just crossed to it and I was just waiting. I didn't really know what to do. Didn't know if I should uh, play cool, but and I heard that we had three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, it's a great opportunity, both to gain time on the GC, but then I knew on a long day like this, I can always win at the end. It's just, yeah, I mean, I was blowing pretty hard on teens, but uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a mad stage. The conditions were atrocious, and uh, yeah, maybe I should be descending a little bit better next time, but that would have saved a lot of energy. <laughs> Take us through those final moments when you when you when you knew that you were going to win and you you got closer to the line. Well, I was actually scared that Tade was going to uh, going to explode from behind and uh, and chase me down when the road got got hard. But I heard the time gaps. So I knew for a long time if I stayed steady and didn't cramp, then uh, then I could win the stage. Uh, I had faith the whole time, and it was just about making sure I didn't panic because as soon as you think. You know, I'm going to win the stage of the Tour de France. Uh, all sorts of things happen to your mind, your lungs, your heart. So, yeah, it can make your heart stop, and it definitely made mine stop just before. What a joy! What a moment! Thanks so much. So that was uh, Ben O'Connor. You know what's striking in this interview as well? The maturity of the guy. Yeah. Because that's his first stage win at the Tour de France. Like I said, we he's won a stage win at the Giro. That's the first stage win at the Tour de France. The way he's done it, the, I don't know, the, the conditions he's done it in, but it's still mature in his interview. Yeah. It still makes total sense. Yeah. Well, if you go back and listen to our pod from yesterday, and we got the audio grab from him in the car post-stage, yeah. and a brutal day as well. And at the end of it, I said to you, I loved the last 30 seconds of what he was saying because he was upbeat. Yeah. He was talking positively about, you know, and, you know, he's an hour post-stage. Like, yes. you're still just no, no, he was, gathering he your was thoughts. was 30 minutes. 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Don't want to bang about it, but yeah. it was 30 minutes. <laughs> so, he was that upbeat, and that's what I liked. I thought, this guy's, you know, because everything about, when you're racing a tour like what we've seen, and with the really terrible conditions, half of, half of it is in the head. Yeah. Physically, yes, you need to have legs and your body needs to be in good shape. We know all that. That that's, goes without saying. But the other side of it is your mentality. So if you're down in the doldrums, what do you think you're going to do at the start of the stage? You're yeah. not going on the attack. You're sitting at the back of the bunch and you're, you're starting already to count down the kilometres in your head. He was the opposite. He was at the front. He was ready to race and he was talking positively. And this is, this is what we're seeing now. The reward for his, uh, you know, his mentality. He's switched on. He's ready to race. Um, it is game on. And we know also that Tour de France is probably not the most mountainous that we ever had. So there will be few key stages as well where the mountains will be uh, key, if, mm. I, if I could say. Can he do it again, do you think? Or is it going to be hard to, to do, not necessarily that level of performance, but to do maybe another breakaway and another shot at stage win? Let me say this. Can I just say this? Here we are, we're talking about his performance and the fact that he now chases a podium spot. There's one other element to this, all right? And let's mm -hmm. entertain it because to win the yellow jersey, to win the yellow jersey, you first have to make it to Paris. True. So Pogacar 
He also needs to make it to Paris yeah. to win this he bike race. He needs to have the last pedal stroke across the line. Yeah. It's nothing, not before, yeah. nothing is guaranteed here. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Now, nothing is guaranteed Ben O'Connor will finish top three or top ten. Or he, 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 might, he might pull up and suffer in, in, the next, in the Alps because he's put in such a big effort. So I'm not saying either or. All I'm saying is if we think this race is won and it's finished, Pogacar is going to win, then why don't we go home now? Yep. No, we won't because there is a massive amount of climbing to be done and you have to make it to Paris to win the race. So Ben O'Connor, he's not only in a fight for the podium, he's in a fight for the yellow jersey. And we've seen it before where, and dare I say, and I hate it, but there are riders that have lost the Tour de France by eight seconds mm. on the last day in Paris in the last, what, three kilometers? Yeah. And this is Fignon, and I hate to say this, but <laughs> this is true. Fignon yeah. the night before, he was 50 seconds ahead. He, he had the Tour de France all wrapped up, yeah, but it didn't work out this way. I've listened to that. You and I have both analysed that yep. over the years, and I have for years and years. And I try and find interviews with Le Monde and rest in peace, the great Laurent Fignon. We, we, we can't hear from him anymore yeah. about it. But he did do interviews post it. But Le Monde said he thought he had it won. He thought he had it in the bag. And he said, I always believed I could do it. And the psychology of it. So... Yeah, so for all you fans here who are loving this Ben O'Connor moment, don't just don't just dream about a podium spot. Yeah. You have every right to think we have a guy here who is in the fight for the yellow jersey. Yeah, he is. I mean look look at look at the yeah. time and the, the time gaps I believe will be huge in this Tour yeah. de France, like the olden days. Yeah. Uh, if I if I could say. But Ben O'Connor is again is second, so therefore is the closest to the pug yeah. today. Yeah. Where we sit today. Ben O'Connor is the closest to Pogacar. That's right. He's the biggest threat to Pogacar. Today. Might not be a big threat, yeah. but he is the biggest threat Today the he is, yeah. Whew, could, you, could you believe... I'm we, we, out. <laughs> <laughs> could you believe that we would have been here on race day talking this way it's about Ben O'Connor? It's exciting, isn't it? Half of, some, some of these rest days in the past, I mean, they're, they're great and they're fine, but we're not as pumped as what we are this morning. And Sometimes I dragged you into a market looking like a clown, yeah. sitting yeah. eating in a saucisson. In a polka dot <laughs> t-shirt, actually. Yes, we do have a photo I, of that. I, do, I am a fan of the polka dot jersey. This is not <laughs> fake. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I thought about that. Hey, let's shift gears yeah. just for a moment, if, if we can. Let's talk green jersey yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. Cole Brelli mm. finished third on this stage. Yeah, yeah Cole Brelli is a sprinter. That was insane. How is that possible? He, he is in the form of his life, Colbrelli. Yeah. He took the intermediate sprint again. So he took it yesterday, two days ago. He took it again overnight. Michael Matthews again was second to him. So they, they are the two now that are absolutely emerging as the challenger to Mark Cavendish. And yeah. I'm not sure if there's points at the finish. I don't think so because this is how the rankings stand right now. Mark Cavendish, 168 points. Michael Matthews, 130. So he has closed the gap substantially. And Sonny Colbrelli, 121. This is a big battle now that we're going to see. So can you tell me why Colbrelli went for the intermediate sprint that I get? But why didn't he just cut the effort straight after that? Because there was no more points for him to win. Well, you know what? I think, I think he was obviously riding well. And when it's that cold and wet, you're better off. If you're feeling all right and you're following the wheels okay, you are better off doing that rather than sitting up and and backing it off you, all he would have done was got colder yeah so uh, 
ultimately, I think, and, and I think he was riding well and he would have known his position on the road and he might have been thinking and the team would have been saying, hey, there's no guarantees O'Connor and Higuita and Quintana are Not going to survive. Yeah. You, you've, you've potentially got a stage win here. So, yeah, I think he just kept going for that reason and, and fair call because, you know, it was a massive... It was a massive ride by him. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the other Aussies. Uh, Lucas Hamilton. Uh, it's a bit tell of two stories here. He, he, I think he cracked uh, Lucas Hamilton. Yeah, he did. He um, did. He... What do you make of uh, his first week so far? Uh, you know what? Before, let's listen to Lucas Hamilton. I, uh, I did a fair bit early on, trying to uh, set us up for the intermediate sprint and try and set Esteban up in the break. Unfortunately, he had a really missed time puncher otherwise we were in a really good position and then yeah sort of I had to sort of do what I can put myself in the winning mood but I knew that I had spent way too much energy early on and and I and I and I paid for that How? but uh I got warm and got home so it's not too bad How was it for you to be at the front at the Tour de France to be in the move at the front How was it personally yeah it was good to be uh in the race for a bit um I haven't had the best week, so to be uh, actually in the race and up the front there is uh, a good sign. Um, And hopefully uh, one of these days up ahead I can have the legs to continue on with it. So that was Lucas Hamilton. Uh, He lost 31 minutes. Um, It's a different... that We shouldn't be down about this because he's in a different race. We thought he could have done something yesterday. Uh, Difficult day, but he's in a different race now. Yeah, and, and look, the big kudos to him is he put himself in that position. So rather than, rather than sort of say to himself at some point in the stage, oh, no, I'm not good, I'll just go Gruppetto, he went on the front foot. He yep. went on the front foot and made the attack and obviously just the conditions and everything, he, he, you know, his body just couldn't, his body caved in on him and, um, and that shows losing 31 minutes. Um, you know, I think it was more the conditions in actual fact that, that you know, on, on his day, he, he's... he's very close to Ben O'Connor in terms of climbing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's why we were sort of saying Ben O'Connor, Lucas Hamilton are our best hopes for, for yesterday. They were the best hopes yeah. for yesterday. And, and sadly, Lucas Hamilton didn't deliver as well. Yeah, but he'll, he'll, he'll live to fight another day. But at some point, we had two Aussies in the breakaway. Oh, it was huge. That, how, what was the last time we had two Aussies in the breakaway? In a mountain. In a mountain stage. Yeah, yeah. In those conditions as yeah. well. No, no. And, and look, Lucas Hamilton needs to... He should be proud of his efforts so far. Um, and, we, and I'm not trying to pump up his tyres or pump them up for you, the, the audience. Yeah. But he will have his day again. Not, maybe not this Tour de France, but he will have his day and yeah. he'll have his tour. I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. sure of that. This, this is extreme conditions that they've raced in. And sometimes you can be good as well in the cold. There's riders that like the cold, but even sometimes your body decides to switch, switch down, shut down. You, you have no say in the matter. We we saw Quintana yesterday changing for from a jersey to a rain and winter jacket yeah. in a climb, and he still cracked. He, he still, still cracked, cracked and yeah. lost six minutes on you know. And Quintana, I know he's not the Quintana that he was five six years ago, but he's still a great rider, yeah. and and he still excels in the mountains. And even he was just you yeah. know you saw a bunch of riders. Pogacar, we have to talk about the Pog because uh, again the display yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Jokingly, uh, we, we said this when Carapaz went on the attack and then the only person that was counter-attacking was Pogacar. But then Pogacar just went, mate, this is how it's done. It was like and he was on done. a training ride. Before that, before he did that last effort, yeah. 
the whole time before that, to me, he looked like he was just. So on UAE line. were working really hard for him to maintain that buffer around six, seven minutes. Mm. Uh, so kudos to the formulas and and they, so they on. actually did. A, they showed actually that they're a lot. They're stronger than what we yeah. presumed. Yeah, absolutely. In the mountains, anyway. But they did a bucket load of work for for him. But then when he he mattered on the last climb, Pogacar was there to deliver because he didn't fault. The team, that's no. really honor to the work and the team did before. Yeah. 24k an hour in the climb. Yes. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, it wasn't a super steep climb that last climb. It was more long and, and a high altitude. But um, look, he, he, in the end, he was in sixth place. He took, he took well, Carapaz finished with him. Uh, no, sorry. Sorry, Carapaz did not no, finish no. with him. He was 30 seconds behind. So he just gained a few more seconds, but he didn't destroy them. And he didn't humiliate them, but I think he could have. Yeah. I think if he really wanted to, he mm -hmm. could have. But um, he rode really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Geraint Thomas as well. It's got to be mentioned. Geraint Thomas did a very good effort for Carapaz. Uh, it's clearly the super hooper duper domestic for Carapaz now. He was brilliant. But he was really good, knowing what he went through this week. Yeah, yeah. The, he, yeah, that was a super mentally fit. And I'd say almost mentally tougher than physically by yeah. G because... The day before, he lost his GC was gone, finished in terrible conditions. Came in in the Gruppetto, and we all the talk was, okay, he, it doesn't look like he's going to finish this race. Yep. Roglic is out, he, we know from injuries, and then he turns around and rides front group on the next big day in atrocious conditions, and putting the watts. Yeah, yeah, nah, massive kudos to G. I thought he was, and hey, that's why he's won a Tour de France. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to be, you made a toughness to win a tour, and yep. yeah, he was good. That's all we can say, I guess, for the for this uh, stage. Uh, we're not going to do a preview of next stage uh, in this podcast. This preview will come in tomorrow. Uh, this will be our Tuesday uh, podcast. But uh, what are you planned for uh, the race day today? Mate, There's I'm, no market I can drag you in. It's I know, lockdown. I know. It's lockdown. I'm going to go for a little bike ride, though. Okay. We're allowed to do that. So I think I'll go for a bike ride. The sun is shining and... Um, you know, then I'll have a, an, a a romantic dinner for one in my room later yeah. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and watch a film. <laughs> and watch a film. I know, Netflix, bring it on. I know, uh, I know some good uh, cycling films, if you're missing the cycling. <laughs> Ooh, okay, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then as for me, I will be hosting the uh, Zwift Race Day Rides live on uh, the SBS Facebook page. And that would be with Matthew Kinnan. And yes, Robbie will join us from the comfort of his sofa because he sort of did his knee yesterday. He's, and Robbie, I'm really you're not 21 anymore, <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> and I'm really keen to hear from him uh, in the Zwift <laughs> what, actually right, what actually happened. All will be relieved live tonight at 6 p.m. on the Facebook page with Zwift on the Zwift Rest Day Ride. And whatever he says, don't believe him, <laughs> okay? Don't, don't let him suck you in. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to quiz him about yes, it. Yes, Thanks for joining us, Maka. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your rest day. I will. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download Download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. I'll see you later on the Zwift Race the Ride, but until then, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Mont Ventoux, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.